0: Welcome to the Nineties Galore podcast. I'm your host Andy Zaldivar, and as always, I am ecstatic, ecstatic. Yeah, I think that's the word, ecstatic for, uh, for tonight's episode of the Nineties Galore podcast. I want to thank you for being here uh, tonight. Is a very, very special show, as they all are, but um, tonight I'm excited because I have a very special guest uh, whom uh, we have a we share a very unique uh, bond. You know, uh, uh, we share some uh, very unique experiences in life, uh, going back twenty five years now. And uh, if you're uh, if you're a listener, if you're a regular listener of the show, then you know that I, I like to I mention my Navy days a lot. I go back and I reminisce and, and, uh, but before I do that, I want to give a couple of quick shout outs to some individuals who are supportive of the podcast, uh, Andy G killing it out of Toronto, Canada. Thank you for, for being so supportive boss. Uh, appreciate you on Instagram. P- appreciate you listening in out of Toronto and the, the Maple Leaf the land of Maple Leafs, right? Also from Canada, General Podcast, Bam Bam from the General Public Podcast. And uh, Master Team's uh, Rob, Robcast. That's Mastermind Team's Rob, Robcast, excuse me, uh, out of Baltimore. I want to thank all you guys for being so supportive and um, keep, uh, keep plugging away. I enjoy your podcast as well. And it's all about sharing the love, man helping each other out you know that's why we're all here that's what i'm noticing about the podcast community by the way everybody's so helpful and and supportive of of one another everybody wants to see each other succeed so that's always good man that's always good to be in a, a community like that so everybody keep uh pushing hard so uh so back to uh our guest you know this individual uh hails from the land the natural state uh the land of ozarks among other things the razorbacks are out there in arkansas uh my guest and i were uh, in the navy together we served aboard the uss nimitz back in the mid 90s from uh, 95 96 i think he got out in 96 and uh we used to hang out partied right 96 was it larry Uh, yeah so yeah yeah and tonight not only that he's gonna take us into this world of pickleball which is a (laughs) very fast and growing sport throughout the country and the world
1: so yeah
0: yeah. so he's gonna take us into this world where he's gonna give us the basics and just break it all down and uh, very excited to have my good friend longtime friend former shipmate mr. Larry Patrick how are you sir
1: I'm um, outstanding.
0: How about you, Sal? Oh, I'm good, brother. <laughs> Sal. I haven't heard that in a while. haven't heard that Big in a while. Sal. Yeah, that's, uh, that's my old Navy nickname. You know? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, oh, man, no, hey, how was everything out in uh, Razorback country, man?
1: Man, it's good. It's good. Um, weather's been, we finally got to quit raining for a little while, so it's nice. Uh, the problems really starting. but you know affect us but we're doing like everybody else you know we're trying to do this quarantine deal and try to limit you know our social uh interactions with folks and of course being what i do for a living it's you know we're essential personnel and we we got to be out there in it so yeah that's a little different
0: no doubt man no doubt i yeah this thing is uh it's a, definitely an adjustment to life, man. But we're gonna get through it, man. We're gonna get through it. And uh, I know out in Arkansas, you guys aren't that to the level. I think you're one of the only, I don't know, five states that aren't full fledged quarantine, right?
1: That is correct. We're uh, one of you know one of five. We don't have we're what we call below the curve, so we don't have to quarantine in place. Um, so we're still able to to go out and, and do some things. Our restaurants and things are closed. We can still do curbside pickup as far as food, um, we can go shopping and whatever the stores are starting to limit to how many people they allow in the stores. Um, but for the most part, our parks are still open. Our tennis courts are open. Pickle, um, our gyms and our churches are closed. Mm. So anything that's outdoor where you can easily get six foot apart and keep it, um, it's pretty much, you know, still, still available. So, Gotcha. It's not that bad because you know when I come home from work, you know me and the wife and the kids and the dogs will get up and just you know go for a while you know walk or a hike or something when we get home just to get them out of the house for a while.
0: Right, right. Yeah, no, that's uh, that sounds about uh, you know. Well, we we can't go to restaurants here, man. Here in California, we can't. yeah we
1: can't do restaurants. We we can go to the drive thrus or you can call it and pick it up curbside. Oh, okay. You can't go act you can't go in and
0: sit down and dine. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, we we uh same here. Same here. We can, you know, take out, drive-through. A lot of parks, most parks are closed. Though. We can't go to the park, man. We can't uh, we can go for walks. Some cities are even limiting that as well. It's just it's crazy, man. It's crazy and uh, yeah, for sure. yeah, yeah, man. So we're 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 these are interesting times, man, but on a lighter note, man, uh yeah, man. I wanted to kind of take everybody down uh, Memory Lane and uh-huh. uh You know, go back to uh, our old stomping grounds, Bremerton, Washington, USS Nimitz, and uh, man, that was uh, that was quite a time. I remember uh, we'd uh, you know we wait for the bus, man, with a certain kind of beverage in our backpacks, (laughs) waiting for the bus at the bus stop on our way to the mall. Yeah, for sure.
1: I mean, you know, most people don't even know where Bremerton's at, and that's why everybody always just says Seattle. I mean, yeah, just a quick ferry ride across the water, but uh yeah i mean it was, it was beautiful up there and i was glad for the experience man it was great it was a fun time
0: absolutely man absolutely you know it, i um you know, I was so homesick, Larry. I don't know if you ever knew that, man. I was my first year, man. I just couldn't shake the homesickness, man. I, I, maybe not, maybe not a year. Maybe you know, a good seven, eight months, man. And I just couldn't shake it. Finally, got rid of it, man. And you know, I was just, a, I was just an eighteen-year-old little E one prick, you know, and just away from home and just uh, missing his mama, I guess. And uh, but I yeah, finally, we all were. <laughs> But I think you were you're part of that uh you're part of those folks that that, that helped me a lot, man. I want to you know thank you for that. And but uh, man, we had some good times, though, man. We were overseas, you know, back in Bram too. And you know, I remember that uh, that house you guys were in. It was like you and three other guys. <laughs> that place was it, just it chaos. It supposed to be
1: three. I think it ended up with like six of us by the time it was all said and done. <laughs> yeah. We had we had people everywhere all the time.
0: Oh yeah. Man, we go. I remember it was like a Tuesday night, man. People just getting (laughs) sauced, man. Yeah, just a random Tuesday, Wednesday night, you know. You know,
1: I try to tell people all the time. You know, it's 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 different than college. It's like I've never, you know, almost died from alcohol poisoning like I did when I was in the service. I was like, I'm surprised I lived through some of some of the stuff. Oh my god, it was it was a trip.
0: Oh shit, yeah, right. I wouldn't
1: change it for nothing, man. Had to ask some, you know, met some good dudes out there and. You know, even though we you know, being on that aircraft carrier was you know, it wasn't no fun being out at sea for those long periods of time. But man, when you when we got six thousand people on that boat when we're out to sea, people don't understand, you know you know, try to wrap your head around you're on a boat with six thousand people
0: you know. Talk about quarantine. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you, whenever, whenever, hey, did you
1: see they that uh that uh USS Roosevelt? You know, there's yeah. Their commander got booted off, and then the guy, the secretary, he ended up losing, I guess, losing his job over that deal, which was I was glad to see. Wow,
0: yeah, yeah, I saw that he was. Uh, I think he, I guess he. The bottom line was he jumped chain of command, right? And uh, the, the the commanding officer from the ship yeah and and he had a you know obviously they booted him off uh yeah it was interesting man i didn't get all the details but i I heard that the secretary of the navy also uh resigned or or i don't know if he resigned or or they well he's the one
1: that he's the yeah he's the one that took that guy's command and was telling everybody that he called him an idiot or he was stupid and inept and that's what got him fired
0: oh man he started criticizing yeah yeah which
1: is i'm all for that that was that was a good uh, good recourse for the commander of the, of the ship.
0: Mm, yeah, and they were they were cheering him on. I guess he was a, they were a fan of the of the, C, the oh comm- yeah they liked
1: the CO. it. Well, remember I don't know if you were there for the first CEO we had, but when I first got to the boat, uh, our commander was a, a Dallas Cowboys fan, and of course the Cowboys were in the Super Bowls those years. Oh, and yeah. the first year we, we we were out to sea, and uh, man, he would he would. We would have reception of the Cowboys games, and if we started to lose reception, he turned that boat around until the game was over. <laughs> <laughs>
0: was that harms? Ca- uh,
1: no, I can't. He's an admiral now. He he left the ship to become an admiral. He left- I thought I'd never forget that guy's name. Oh, but anyway, man, he was. He was good, man. He we and the, when the Cowboys won the Super Bowl, we got the next day off. So that was always good.
0: <laughs> yeah, I to, no, I You know, I got when I got there, Larry. Um, March, I got there in March of '95, and uh, I flew onto that puppy. By the way, uh, scared the shit out of him. Uh, yeah. yeah,
1: that's just a. Just a crash landing. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, pretty much, right? An organized crash landing, and uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, it was Harms when he was a Captain Harms, and actually, I think he made one or two star admiral. I, I found him on YouTube, man, a couple of years ago, by the way. Uh, he ended up working for some uh, corporation, and then uh, he was doing some public speaking thing uh, during uh, in this video on YouTube. Hey, just just a random thing, you know, kind of yeah. interesting. Yeah, but uh, Captain Harms. Uh JJ Richardson, you remember our XO? Um, vaguely. Uh, I think it's Richardson. I want to call him uh he's uh he I think he made Admiral, I think he retired. He's working some for some uh non profit somewhere. Uh but I saw him because um I was gonna have my son try to apply for this scholarship. And I saw his name there. I was like, whoa, what a coincidence, you know, Richardson. I, I think he made Admiral, though, Rear Admiral, one or two star. Oh, nice. Yeah, man. Yeah, so th- you were on your way to becoming Admiral, man. What did that she- should <laughs> Yeah. You were missing I got out as soon as, hey, I
1: did my four no more. I, I told, <laughs> you know, I told my family, I was like, listen, they got four out of me. I, I did my part. And I'm, I'm coming home after this. Yeah. yeah and- we were only supposed to do that, that one tour, and then they wanted to see how far our aircraft carrier could go without refueling. And when they did that, I'm like, I'm out. I'm not. I'm not doing a, you know, three tours. Yeah. Because I mean, we did, we did two in the four years that I was there. Right.
0: Was like, right. Oh, I'm good. Yeah, that's right. You you did three? No, two.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, we I, three. So I started out with um desert Desert Storm, Desert Shield, and then it was um Operation Southern Watch. Hmm. So. Yeah yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. That's right. And then you left during that, the the third one, right?
1: Yeah, they wanted to do the world tour, and I'm like, I'm out.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but you did you know you were gonna get out before? You, I mean, just even going in—that was you were just gonna do your. No, no, I, mean,
1: I was gonna, I was gonna give it, you know, a shot. And If I liked it, I was gonna stick around. But you know, I'm just not one of those dudes that just like to be around six thousand other dudes, you know, on a ship where you can't go anywhere.
0: <laughs> right? Yeah, but, I mean, you could have gone shore duty, maybe officer school. I don't know, Larry. I don't yeah, know. But, yeah,
1: but yeah, the thing about shore duty is it's it's one or two years, and then you're right back out to the fleet.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know, man. That's interesting, man. Yeah, it's uh it was a different life, man. A different lifestyle, for sure. Right? You know, th- that's what I was talking about when uh you know, uh, at the top of the show when I was saying, you know, you and I share a lot of uh, unique bonds and experiences, man. The military is definitely a unique experience, man. And if you've never done it, then you'll you'll never know what it's like. You know, it's uh yes,
1: for sure. Different. I mean, you mean people from all all walks of life. I mean, we had, I had a we had a guy that was you know, where he was from, he even had electricity. I was like, how in the world is somebody living in a, this event that, that day and time without having electricity? Oh, right. So he was like from the back, backwoods of Kentucky Gee. and they didn't have electricity.
0: Gosh, really? I know. Who was that? Yeah.
1: Uh, was that was Bob. Bob, Bob uh, Bell. Um, no, uh, no, he was the EMT.
0: Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember, uh, you know it's funny. You know what used to crack me up, man, as when uh, a lot of these guys would make fun of uh, other uh, somebody would put on a cowboy hat and all of a, all of a sudden, you know, hey, you're trying to be a cowboy. You're a Walmart. What would they call him? A Walmart cowboy? And they <laughs> the would, Walmart
1: cowboys, uh, yeah. him
0: common imposter? <laughs> that was like an insult, man. <laughs>
1: yes.
0: Remember uh, Corky? Yep. They used to call him that. Hey, you're you're a Walmart cowboy. You ain't a real cowboy. Get out of here. <laughs> 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 Oh, man, we had uh, some characters, man. There were some yeah. characters in there. Yeah, I remember Gallagher, man. I miss Gallagher, man. Out of North there Carolina.
1: Of wished, you know, at the time, I, I was like, man, I'm just ready to get out of here. But, you know, as years passed, I wish mean, I had, you know, got some good contact with these guys. Or, you know, yeah. stayed in touch with, with more of them, you know, especially now. I mean, at the time, I was like, let's just get out of here. But, right. You know, look looking back on them, I'm like, man, what's everybody doing?
0: yeah man. I hear you I hear you get I have found a few people on uh Facebook, man, you know uh through my my wife's account. I don't have Facebook, but you know um so I was able to kind of you know look them up. I didn't contact them, but I just I saw that they were there. I saw their page. uh you remember Beauclair, maybe uh, IC, mm-hmm. IC2 um yeah man shout out to um I still keep in touch with Ingram, you know Robert, shout out yeah. to Ingram yeah man
1: I, I looked him up after i talked to you last time you know about uh you know doing all that coral stuff man he looks like he's having fun doing
0: good yeah yeah he's doing well man yeah that whole that, i want to get him on here too man that whole coral reef stuff that is yeah. that is a unique uh, world as well i'm trying to get him on here man he keeps telling me yeah yeah I, i'm gonna come on i'll let you know i'll let you know man. like come on bro he's why are you scared don't be scared <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i just give him yeah but yeah he, he's good man um uh, he, he, just in yourself, uh, him, a uh, good buddy of mine, he was a BM3 back when we were there. And yeah, now he's uh, Special Warfare, you know. He's uh, he's he's man, He's going to do 30 years here in 2002, or uh, 2002, 2022. He's going to hit uh, 30 years. I think he's going to get out soon. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So he was... Uh, yeah, he was a big time lifer, man. He he always enjoyed the Navy, and but it good was
1: f- funny you'd see see these guys walk around. If you saw them, if they had a flashlight and a leatherman, they we always called them lifers.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're a lifer. No, I'm not. Yeah, you're a lifer. Bro. Uh, back, what about Chief? Uh, remember Chief Wright? Yes,
1: yes. And what was that? What was that? Was Plunk, uh, Plunkett?
0: Strink- Strickland, and then there was Barrett, Chief Barrett.
1: Oh, man. I don't know if I had Barrett.
0: I think he might Strickland
1: have. Strickland I had. And I had Icy One Mitchell.
0: Yeah, Mitchell was there. Yeah. Uh, Prunick. Prunic, that was him, yes. I used to call him Prunik, I think. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, he was a good guy. Icy One. Yeah, man. Uh, gosh. Anyways, man. A lot of memories, a lot of guys. And back then, you remember it was, uh, matter of fact, when I came on, Larry, uh, literally the night before, I was uh, gonna fly out. They 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 put us in the barracks out in uh, Bremerton. Uh, You guys were out and doing sea trials, I think it was, and we had a report. But obviously, you guys are out to sea, so they put us in the barracks out in Brem, Puget Sound Naval Shipyard. And uh, that night, UCLA had beaten uh, somebody, and then they faced uh, oh gosh, who they beat? Then they faced Arkansas. University of Arkansas in the final. Remember that? That
1: Yeah, we went to – we had just won the national championship, like either the year before – or 92, I think it was. And then we got back into the final four, and we was up there in Seattle – which is where we were supposed to be at. And we're out there doing freaking trials. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: I had a chance to see my home team in Seattle playing in the, in the finals. And here we are at the freaking seat.
0: (laughs) I Uh, forgot uh, it was in Seattle too. What a coincidence. Wow. The kingdom.
1: Yeah. Right. The old kingdom. Not happy. Not happy.
0: I forgot about that. I forgot about that. Yeah, so they had a uh, Corliss Williamson, and um, yeah, that would yeah, that was kind of a, a cool, cool coincidence. Uh, and I was a UCLA guy back then, and um, but anyways, that was back time. That was the last time that UCLA won the championship, ninety five.
1: Those two, I mean, the one before that, that's the only time we've been as well.
0: That's right. You guys won in mean, ninety two,
1: huh? Yeah, we ain't done nothing since. We <laughs> just got this new awesome coach from. Uh, Nevada and uh so hopefully we got you know probably a top 10 recruiting class coming in this next year so we're gonna be hopefully you know sky's the limit
0: yeah we'll see for sure for sure man you're talking basketball right yep right right and uh and hey, I think your kids go are there right
1: yeah my, both my girls I got twin daughters they're up at U of A and they're home now because of the Corona deal but they're home and mm-hmm. doing homeschool and we've been Razorback fans and they've been wanting to go to that school for, seems like forever
0: Wow, I bet, man! I bet that's awesome, man. That's all uh, Fayetteville, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's a booming area. That Fayetteville, Bentonville, Springdale—all that you know, where all the big headquarters of Walmart is. Yeah, it's just a booming town up there.
0: Yeah. Speaking of Walmart, yeah, I, I was I, isn't it Bentonville or is it in Fayetteville? Yep.
1: No? it's Bentonville.
0: Bentonville, right? Is that here?
1: Yeah. It's like a half hour, if that, from uh, Fayetteville.
0: Oh, okay. So that, yeah, man. Walmart, uh, yeah, Walmart country, bro. Is there is a lot of uh, WalMarts out there? Where-
1: <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, everything. is, I mean, Walmart pretty much touches everything in this state. I yeah. Mean, it's, and they're they're of course they're huge contributors, you know, to our university up there, and you yeah. know,
0: for sure. It's nice having them. Yeah, I bet it's like uh, almost like having Nike at the University of Oregon or something, right? (laughs) Yes, yeah. Nice. Yeah, Bentonville. uh, I I always remember that because I, I worked for Walmart for. Uh, a little over a month, <laughs> a little over a month and a half <laughs> back in, uh, yeah, true story, man. uh, May of 94 through like, uh, early July of
1: 94, uh, how the hell do you remember months and years? Man, I can barely remember last week. <laughs> like, oh man, I remember, <laughs> I remember in, in, in like 86, man, me and you did this, like in, you know, in like, it was August. We're like what? Like, how do you, <laughs> you know? You know? You know? You know? So like, I don't know. I don't like
0: how old were you in '86? Like I don't know. That's math. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know, Larry man. But go ask me. Yeah. you're Speaking of math, I can remember faces, dates, times, locations. But you know, I ask me to go figure out an algebraic equation. <laughs> uh, you got me, bro. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I, man. It's always fun to go th- thinking back, man. And you know those times. Man, I remember were you while well, you were. Uh, what about Hong Kong ninety five, bro? Hong Kong ninety five oh, Christmas.
1: I, well, see, I didn't really, I didn't know that they treated Christmas like like a New Year's Eve. I mean, they counted it down and everything. I didn't <laughs> know they did that.
0: Oh, that's right. So,
1: when we were in the in the, the bar club, whatever you want to call it, I mean, they're they're celebrating like it's New Year so I'm like it's like
0: cur- it's Christmas. What you doing? <laughs> That's right, man. That's right, and uh, that was and that, and that was
1: the last. That remember that was the last year that um, British rule was in yeah. uh, Hong Kong. That's right. After that, it, it, it turned back over to uh, China or whatever. Well,
0: so, I think it uh, was a ninety six or ninety seven. Yeah, you're right, man. It was going to go back. Yeah, to China. There was
1: because I couldn't believe how many you know British people were there, and you know. I was like, wow. No so doubt. Like, yeah, it's still under it's still under British rule at the time. And I was like, Okay.
0: No doubt, man. Didn't that know was, that. Yeah, yeah. And I, I just remember going over to Kowloon and taking the ferry over and uh man, people were just getting drunk and uh <laughs> Oh, and
1: just, just the millions of people in the street, like yeah. and everybody I remember like whenever we would go down to the market, I mean you could see us like in Americans because everybody else was the exact same height. And if you were just, you could see, I mean, it was like a, a, you know, like this moving road. Almost. You just look (laughs) over the top of their heads and you could see your buddy like four blocks away. Yeah. But you know, and I was like, Whoa, I mean, it was. I couldn't believe it. I mean, it was like just very, everybody was very symmetrically <laughs> <laughs> the same height.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm six, too, you know, and so I, yeah. A,
1: yeah, you're like a giant walking around. You're like, What the <laughs> hell
0: is this? You know, it's funny. I remember, uh, in fact, I was with Gallagher Gallagher and uh, somebody else, I don't remember, it might have been Ingram. And we walked into the mall, man, and everybody, it's just everybody's quiet, everybody's, and we went into the little food court area. And everybody just, you know, they order their food, they sit down, everybody's just eating very peacefully, and just, everything's just packed, you know, crowded, and mm-hmm. it's just a different vibe, man, it was very interesting to see the different culture, and, and man, I mean, being 18 years old, man, just being in Hong Kong, you know, it just kind of blows your mind, you know?
1: Yes, I mean, and their Subway system and everything, I and mean, I've never been around that many people at once, I was just it was overwhelming.
0: Right, that's the word, man, and then... Fast forward the a, f- a few days to New Year's Eve in Singapore, and uh, that I, I was with Slavin, Man, I remember Slavin, uh, We were at some <laughs> club. Oh man, this club was just going off till like three in the morning. You know, mm-hmm. literally. I mean, just crazy, crazy. Good times, man. We were they did the countdown, and man, yeah. I don't. Do you remember where you were out for uh, that New Year's when we were in Singapore? Yeah.
1: We were in Singapore. We were at the—I um, don't even know what the name of the, the place we were at. But I just remember Singapore just being—you know—especially where we were at, just very clean, like yes. marble sidewalks and marble benches. Like you get fined for just about anything. You know, you couldn't couldn't jaywalk. You couldn't—you know—bring a pack of gum. You know, they get you with smuggling. You know, oh yeah. You had, to flush, you had to flush the toilets. You know, when you left, or you got a fine for that. I mean, it was. Yeah. You know. Had those T-shirts at Singapore? A fine city. (laughs)
0: They fine you for everything. Right, right. It wasn't that the country where uh, some kid got got chained. Yeah, Mm -hmm. American dude, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Then you go from Singapore, then you go to Thailand, where like anything goes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What?
0: (laughs) Oh, but I I remember in between we hit up uh, Dubai, and that was before Dubai hit that uh, huge boom. They were about yeah. to start boom, uh, building and, and I mean, now look at Dubai, but I think we were there just, just before they were, they were really going to boom it up.
1: I remember just when we pulled them to Dubai, you know, we're all that pier in the middle of it. Like, like there's nothing even around this pier. We're just, yeah. we're just pulled up to this dirt
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: mound more or less. And they, they bring the food trucks or whatever to the pier, Yeah, you know, like pizza hut, you know, and yeah, Carl's, whatever it is. And yeah, you know, as soon as, you get all dressed up and you get all washed up, ready to hit the town. You walk <laughs> off the deck and <clears throat> you're covered in freaking sand dust. You know, you're like, well, there went that. Uh,
0: I think you, you and I, I remember hanging out with you at Dubai, man. And uh, yeah, you,
1: <laughs> yeah, right. I went to the went to the USO, went swimming. You know, so, like there wasn't any place to really even go. Right. Like everything, everything shut down during all their prayer that you know the prayer hours.
0: The Ramadan. You
1: you'd be at the yeah, you be at the at the Dagum Mall, and all of a sudden it's you know eleven o'clock and you Hear the music come on, you're like, Well, there went that, and then they yeah. shut it down until the prayers are over, and that's, you know, hours later,
0: right? Oh man, and then uh, but the the, the pier was kind of happening because, yeah, like you said, they bring all the, the food trucks and then they have a huge beer garden, and uh, yeah, know. but
1: it's just 6,000
0: dudes. <laughs> yeah, there's, the, <laughs> there's the catch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I remember, I remember, remember i remember
1: the, the fights and the drunks and
0: it was just uh. uh you know true story man there was this chief um, he was a boatswain chief i don't even remember his name but he wanted to he, he kind of he got aggressive with me man like he wanted to fight me and, uh, <laughs> and here i am on e1 e2 and and it, besides besides the point man this guy was uh he kind of got he didn't get in my face but he started looking at me cuz i was talking to my buddy I guess he thought I was insulting his buddy. Yeah, he was tossed. I mean, he was soft. Yeah. And I, I kept ignoring him. And then he, he said something to my buddy. and My buddy told him, oh, hey, he's with me, you know. And I was like, dude, come on, man. You're, really? You're a chief? You're a, a seasoned veteran in the Navy? and You're, you're going to conduct yourself like this? What the heck is going on? You know? I had to yeah. have the cooler head, you know. I, I avoided so many fights in the Navy, Larry. I don't know if you ever knew that, man. I, I never wanted uh, to get in trouble, man. I never wanted to be subjected to that UCMJ uniform code of yeah. military justice
1: I man I seen. that's all you know you don't put on that restricted duty you know on the ship and oh. do all the extra chores and stuff yeah you know, I'm out I'm good yeah yeah
0: I, I didn't I never wanted to mess with it man and, you know man but uh, good, good times man good times here we are 25 years later man Who would have thought on a podcast man no
1: doubt yeah
0: you know but yeah man I, I, so let's shift gears a little bit man and we're, you're also here to to kind of you know guide us into this uh this new world that's it's, it's really starting to b- blow up man it's growing this the the beautiful sport of pickleball man and uh yes yeah man how did you get into pickleball there you have, so f- first of all take take us well, there man
1: well i've always been just really competitive and always wanting to play sports and um i was kinda, when i got out of the navy i was i was you know played for, you know, our Nimitz softball team and, right. and you know, try to get on their basketball team. It was always just, you know, active and being competitive. So when I come back home, um, you know, I was still looking for stuff to do. I mean, I was still working out, and but I couldn't just do some of, the, some of the other stuff. And then a buddy of mine, his, I guess it was his dad at the time, played, and he's like, hey, man, you ever heard of pickleball? And I was like, what? And he's like, pickleball? I said, like, man, I ain't never heard of that. That sounds stupid. And he started telling me about it, and I said, "Okay, well, it still sounds stupid." So he was on <laughs> me for like two or three years. Every time he, he was playing in like the Senior Olympics and doing all this stuff and traveling and playing, and you know, had his buddies and stuff they hang out with, and he was doing it like on a regular. So one day mm. we're at the gym, and he's doing a he's doing a clinic for the the health club over on the basketball court, showing them how to do it. So he comes over to the gym and he sees us working out. And he's like, hey, man, please come over here and check this out. You know, we're never going to have another opportunity like this. I'm here. You're here. So one of my other guys was with me. I said, man, let's just go do this real quick. I said, let's just go do it. We'll appease him and we can move on. So we go over there. and He gives us a little short rundown of what it is. And so we start playing. And Uh these two old dudes, and I'm saying old dudes, they're like 65. Okay. Wow. And we, at the time, we were like in our, I don't know, probably – you know, early 40s, I guess.
0: So this they is what
1: facts our ass, dude. Like, it wasn't <laughs> even funny. Like, and my, uh... am I, am I, am I, guy? It's, see, pickleball is across cross between like badminton, ping pong, and tennis. Right. It's on a smaller court. <clears throat> you play with paddles and a, and a, a wiffle ball style ball. Mm-hmm. But these, these olders, we're, we're out there. I'm like, we finna the show them what's up. You know, we're athletic. We work out. <laughs> we got this. Dude, they embarrassed us. Like, we, three hours later, Okay, we we've been playing, and me and me and my buddy walked out there going, "We're gonna learn this. This was some fun shit." And like, it's <laughs> oh. actually like you you can hit your opponent with the ball, and it's okay. Like, it's part of the game, and they just you just accept it. I mean, everybody gets it at one point or another. And yeah. we're like, "Wait, you can hit somebody with the ball?" Okay, we're in. <laughs> so then we we started playing with them, just you know, kind of here and there. And next thing I know, man, we are addicted. Like we we can't wait to play so then we're getting guys that are at, at the police department are playing you know we got I mean everybody's coming out and they're like and they do the same thing I did I man stupid sounds stupid and it has a silly name and that's what the that's what kind of turns everybody off is just the name of it because when you first say pickleball they're like you know it's like how can I take that serious you uh-huh. know uh-huh. if it's called smash ball or something
0: there right, <laughs> right.
1: you know be more apt to do it but
0: Right, right. And what year was this around, uh, Larry, when you first oh, started playing? This
1: was, probably, this was probably five, six years ago, I would guess. Okay. But I didn't start playing like addicted, like really wanting to play tournaments and go play for for a few years. Like I, we would just piddle. we just go out there with a group of people and play. And then it got to the point where like, hey, let's go play. Let's see who else is playing. Let's go out of state. Yeah. And then – you know, I got sponsored by a local pickleball company here, Vulcan Sporting Goods, who makes paddles. They do pretty much make everything but the ball. <laughs> and uh, I met the CEO and, and became good friends with him. And he's like, hey, ma'am, I want to start, you know, getting into pickleball. What do you think? Do you want to you join our team? And I was like, heck, yeah. Wow. So I was their first player that they ever had when they got into to pickleball just in general. And man, it just blew up. I mean, we, everybody in our community was playing. I mean, we, we went from like having like 40 something people to like having close to 400 people in our area. And it just took off. And, um, so we were playing like all the time. I mean, I mean, it got to the point, where my wife was like, dude, like you're playing way too much. And then, so then they were helping <laughs> me, you know, pay for my tournaments, you know, travel. I mean, I've been, the, I've been to the U.S. Open. I've been out there to, to you know, Palm Springs. I've been, you know, Florida, Atlanta, Oklahoma, Texas. I mean, all over the place, wow. you know, playing pickleball, been up to, to Michigan. I mean, it, it's just you and, and you know, I work full time. So I just kind of set my schedule and kind of, you know, the kids and everything.
0: Yeah. You yeah. start
1: setting your schedule pretty early and pick the tournaments you want to go to and, and maybe some new ones you haven't been to. But man, this tournament's almost every weekend, anywhere across the United States. It is. Blown up! Wow,
0: even now here but, in California, huh?
1: yeah. And The thing about pickleball, like everybody, everybody thinks it was named after the, the, the people who invented it. Um, they thought it was named after their their dog, yeah, which that that came, that came later. They actually had a dog later
0: on in life. The name Pickles, called, right? The dog was Pickles. They called
1: Pickles, <laughs> but that's not how it started. And it actually started there at Bainbridge Island, which is up there by where we were at, yeah. Seattle, right? Yeah, so yeah, so um, the name Pickle came from it's an old bo- boating term when you would go out and try to find pieces of stuff, almost what we would call in the South rummaging, you know, you, where you just find things and, and to make something else. Okay. That's what, that's what pickling was. Like you would oh. just go out and pickle stuff, gather stuff up and cr- help, you know, create something. Right. So they went out and found all these different, you know, like a, a fisherman's net. And then they, they made their own paddle and they found a ball. So oh. they used the term pickle because it, they just found stuff that was laying around to make this game, and then as it progressed, they actually started getting you know rules to it, and you know made the the first guidelines on how to play. Right, and it's been around for a long time. The sixties. Here right? recently, man, it is it is blown up. It has a six hundred and fifty percent increase. Yeah. So, like right now, there's roughly three point three million people that play.
0: Three point three. Nationwide? Million
1: people, yes.
0: Okay, three point three million. And how about world? What's your estimation on the world playing?
1: Well, probably globally. Let's see. I mean, you're pro- they say, but in the, in the world, they're probably by next year or in the next five years, they'll be between six and nine million people playing.
0: Wow! Really? Yes. Yes.
1: Wow, that's and interesting. It, dude, and it, and the core the core age is, you know, people that are over, you're over 50, you know, 62% are, you know, are people that's, you know, over the age of 40. But now we're getting, you're seeing a lot more juniors that are coming in and playing kids Mm. that are playing. I mean, grandparents can play with their grandkids in this. I mean, it's, it's awesome. I mean, it it is so addictive to play, man. And I think, I think tennis players, you know, that have left tennis and tried pickleball and have just, you know, made the transition and don't play tennis anymore, or they play less tennis and more pickleball. But I don't see anybody in pickleball transitioning and going and playing tennis. You know, if you started at pickleball, you just, they, they stay with it. But people who play tennis, once they try this and they like it, they don't go back or if they do. It's very, it's not near as what they were playing.
0: What, right. What about uh, table tennis players, ping pong players? Uh, do, do they do they tend to leave that sport and go to pickleball? We have
1: a we have a lot of ping pong players, racquetball players now,
0: mm. squash
1: players, any kind of racket sports that you've had in your background. You're, it's much easier for those people to make the transition and play pickleball. Yeah. I didn't come from a I didn't come from a racket sport. I didn't play you know a lot of tennis or anything like that. Right. And now. With our with the pros coming in and the money being there, I mean, there's there's mm. guys that are making you know hundred thousand dollars, if not you know close to that, and they're able to play year round and just make that their living.
0: Wow, that's awesome. I mean, that's a-
1: and and they they go to tournaments, and if you win a tournament, you know most tournaments that say they win thirty five hundred dollars, then their sponsor will either match it and they'll make another thirty five hundred dollars. So in one weekend, they're making six thousand dollars. Nice. You know, Jeez. if you're on that top level. And you play three events, you can play singles, right, and um, men's or women's doubles. So if you win all of those, I mean that's you know close to fifteen thousand dollars by the time you you know for a weekend.
0: Wow! And then you start doing those like twice a week, twice a month, huh? Or maybe even every weekend. Geez. Yeah, I mean you you can
1: you can play every weekend. I mean because there's tournaments all over the place, and now just like tennis, they actually have their own pro circuits now. So that's really good. And, and a lot of people are, are really getting into that. And that's where the money's going to be. I mean, it's, it's going to, it's just how tennis started, you know, yeah. when they first got their first, you know, their pro circuit and now pickleball has got their pro circuit and it's, it's going to be, it's going to take off. And a lot of these tennis guys that didn't make it in tennis are like, wait, I can go play pickleball. And I'm, I'm, I can be just as good right out of the gate because the learning curve in pickleball is so small.
0: Wow. You can,
1: you can, anybody can pick up pickleball and, and, be playing within 10 to 15 minutes of watching it or just, you know, somebody teaching them very quick. Whereas tennis, it's the learning curve is, is way out. that people get really frustrated because the rackets longer, yeah. you know, it's, it's harder right. to do that, you know, but in pickleball, you don't have that learning curve. So it's a lot more, it's a lot easier for anybody to play it from any age. Interesting. I got people who are, who are coming into pickleball in their sixties that have never played any sports and loving it. And then we got kids that are coming in at five, six years old and playing. Wow, man,
0: that is awesome! And then you
1: got then you got pro tennis players that are coming in and playing pickleball now. That were pro, like on the tour players that are now playing pickleball.
0: Agassi, I'm just kidding. Uh,
1: Matter of fact, (laughs) Pete (laughs) Sanders. Matter of fact, um, Andy Roderick has a pickleball court at his house. Oh yeah, Roddick and Rob Rob Gronkowski plays. The Kardashians play. Mm. I mean,
0: it's
1: it's at it mainstream. You know what I'm saying?
0: Right, right. That's awesome, man. I, and, and you're Hank,
1: in, Hank Haney, Tiger Woods' coach, is you know playing.
0: Uh huh. Very cool, man. That's awesome. And so you're you, speaking of yourself, Larry. You're. Uh, I know there's five levels, right? Level two through six, I think. Is that how it works? So
1: it it's it, it, it's not levels. You're just rated. Rated, so a okay. beginning a beginning player would have a rating of like a two point okay. and then as you w- as you win tournaments and as you play and you get better, your rating goes up. And they they go over your rating um, every three months. They you re-evalu- reevaluate your numbers. It's a four digit system. So say like if you're a five oh player, technically some of them may be like a four point eight seven six. Okay, right. But the highest is a six That's your big time guys that pretty much do it for a living. Okay. So your beginners are 2.0 and your high level pros are 6.
0: And you're you're at a 5 right now, right? Yes. Oh, so so you're you're what's called a sponsored player.
1: Yes. We have so there's there's levels in that. You have what we call ambassadors, um, then you have like your um, your tour, your tour pros, um, and your ambassadors are pretty much just like your people in the community that are just like really good for the sport they're really promoting it they're out there you know selling your brand you know and that, that could be anybody from like anybody in your YMCA to like your local club or whatever uh-huh. and then you have then you have your reps and your reps are your ones like they actually have the product so if I go to a tournament and people are like hey I want to get a paddle or if I want to I want to you know try this or try that I don't have the gear necessarily on me if I don't then, then that's where your reps are your reps Reps will have paddles that they can try. They can mm. have all these demos and things like that, that that carry that stuff for you. So we have a rep, and then we have an ambassador, and then we have pr- our, our pros.
0: Wow. Okay.
1: So those are our three levels at our company. And most most people are pretty much, most companies are built like that.
0: Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, was, I saw your, um, that gear, man, Vulcan gear, and they, real super super cool um, logo design, man. I like their gear. I like their uh, all their products, man. They, the only thing they don't make, I think you mentioned, was the um, the racket, right? Or the ball? Right? Oh, the ball? No, we
1: make paddles. Oh, yeah, they make paddles, make not rackets, balls. paddles. Yeah.
0: Okay, they make the, the balls.
1: Is just it's such a touchy, uh, you know, thing with balls and different companies because you know balls either you love a ball or you hate it and everybody's got something to say about it and it, it's just not a good business to be in we there's not one ball that everybody just oh man, that's the ball I love it. It's, there's always something wrong with some of them they, they lose their rounds some of uh-huh. them are you know, too hard some are too soft. and there's an indoor ball and there's an outdoor ball as well.
0: Oh okay so if
1: you play on an out if you play on an outdoor surface like a tennis court or something like an asphalt or something like that then you play with an outdoor ball. If you play like on a uh, a basketball court or a concrete gymnasium floor or something like that, yeah. then you're going to play with what an indoor ball.
0: Oh, okay. But okay. the paddle
1: doesn't change; it's the same.
0: Uh huh. Uh huh. And, and you know, I I, I, I I called it a racket, man. It's in in learning, uh, I did a little research on you know, reading. <laughs> it, it's considered a um, pickleball considered a paddle sport uh, as. You know, maybe, and, and I, I had a, I, I asked a friend. I asked a friend. I go, "Hey, have you heard of pickleball?" He said, "Oh, it's 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 like squash, and it's actually nothing like squash, right?"
1: Correct.
0: And, it, it, squash is a it, racket ball or racket sport, for one, right? And yeah, I didn't and think he knew who he was talking that's about. The
1: biggest thing. Go ahead. Yeah, that's the biggest thing is is people just think of a racket sport and pickleball because it's a paddle sport that it's a a paddle or a racket and a ball, and they think, well, they kind of loop them into one category but yeah they're completely different
0: exactly and racquetball there's,
1: there's a lot of this theres there's a lot of the strokes that are the same and, yeah. and how you approach some things but the sport is completely different
0: right and then squash is played in like a similar court or um I don't know what you would call that like uh, it looks kind of like racquetball correct squash
1: yeah. it' yeah it'd be more toward racquetball than pickleball for sure
0: yeah. yeah yeah and we have
1: racket we have professional racquetball players that play pickleball when they're not in their racquetball season
0: oh okay and they're pretty good i imagine
1: oh yeah the uh, daniel de la rosa is one of the top racquetball pros in the world and uh he's one of he's one of our uh vulcan pros him and his wife both and uh yeah regina franco is another another you know racquetball pro that's come along and pray randy stafford who's in the racquetball you know hall of fame is a pickleball player Wow. Like, and we're seeing more and more of that happening,
0: man. Have you thought about maybe, uh, maybe uh, I don't know, a business venture in, in, in pickleball? Maybe doing something. With oh you yeah, know? yeah. Okay, I got to
1: reti- got i gotta retire. I'm too close to retirement where I'm at now, so I can't, I can't do anything just yet. I got, <laughs>
0: you
1: know, I got five years left at, at the police department before i can you know make those kind of decisions because i got
0: too many too many things going on as it is oh no of course yeah because you're, you're mentioning um all kinds of like light bulbs in my head are going off man it's just oh bing 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 you know uh it's a fast growing sport man it's i mean it, it so what where do you see um well obviously you, you gave some uh some numbers already but in the next five years, let's say, what's your estimated growth um, as far as numbers? Can you maybe project that?
1: Yeah, just like we talked about, they, would, they say between, you know, six and nine million people playing. I mean, there's pickleball being pickleball courts being built, I mean, almost daily. And that's the thing. I, you know, I'm sitting there on Facebook and I'm looking at people, you know, that follow me and I follow them, whatever. And how many people are building pickleball courts and putting them in their backyard? It is amazing wow. because it's, it's just a 20 by 40 court that you're, you're playing on. So, I mean, they're putting these and I got a buddy here. He's the uh, tennis coach at the, one of our local colleges here and he's got a pickleball court in his backyard. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, it, it's, it's all, it's awesome, man. And you can go to these people's house or, and play privately. You can go play publicly. You know, it, it's amazing.
0: Mm-hmm. Where, where, do you got a, you got one in your backyard then? Or Not yet, not
1: yet but yeah, I, I, I would if I could for sure <laughs> but but my company the company I play for Vulcan Sporting Goods he has a private company built four outdoor designated pickleball courts at his warehouse and he's opened it up free to the public it's got lights, it's dedicated only pickleball no tennis and you can go out there 24 hours a day 7 days a week turn the lights on and play
0: really you don't need it doesn't
1: to- charge a dime
0: oh that's great man that's pretty yeah, cool.
1: Yeah, he I mean, he yeah, I mean he he sees it. I mean he he understands like hey, this is this is very important not only to just us as players but to our community. We yeah. have people that come that drive an hour sometimes, even two, just to come down here and play, you know, at his courts and with our group.
0: Very cool. Very cool. And he's got one court or uh, uh, several?
1: He's got four.
0: Wow. And that's pretty cool. He just can go and play I, I imagine they're always crowded or in use, right?
1: I mean, they're pretty, especially right now, they're pretty busy. Um, yeah, but it, like I said, we have a certain, we have certain groups that meet on certain nights at certain times and those, those times are crowded, but for the most part, I mean, you can just grab a friend and go, I mean, go by everybody, by everybody else is working, you yeah. know, if you're but, uh, man, in the summertime, it, it's, it's going to be big. It's going to be packed. Wow, man.
0: That is interesting, man.
1: But, but now our, you know, our City sees it, and they put they've added some pickleball courts to, to their tennis courts or to the lines. Oh, wow. with, Uh My local country club here has hired me to teach pickleball to their co- co- your country club members. So a couple of days a week, I, you know, I'm doing that. That's what I did this evening before I you know came and got on your podcast. And uh,
0: yeah, it's just it's blowing up. Also, well, you are making a little bit money now with with pickleball, yeah. and yeah, there you go. That's cool, man. So I'm, a,
1: I'm a certified coach. I went and got um. You know, licensed and certified. So I, I teach. You know, on the side. Um, so you know, it, it definitely helps. And you know, I do that a couple a couple times a week, and then you know, depending on what my work schedule is, I'm, I'm pretty flexible. I got a pretty good group of people that you know that that use my services on a regular basis. So yeah, it, it
0: does well. So you do your, you got the, you do the private lessons in right?
1: I do private group. Um, you name it. I mean, I pretty much cater to. To you know whatever they whatever they want or whatever they need. I can do one on ones. I'll do groups of eight. Um, you know anything more than that, you want to bring in somebody else to kind of help. But for the most part, I mean, if somebody has hey, I, you know, like they're brand new, they'll bring in three or four of their friends, and I'll do a group of them.
0: Wow, man. Well, there you go, man. Yeah, that's. I mean, I bet you weren't. Yeah, this is one of those things where. You didn't see it coming, kind of thing, right? You were five, yeah. six years ago. You're like, you never knew. You probably didn't even know what pickleball was. I don't know. And here no. you are, a certified instructor, and doing lessons.
1: And dude, and and, and these tournaments that like the last tournament I went to, there was eight hundred athletes playing. Wow! If, if the one we were going to down in uh, the U.S. Open down in Florida before it got canceled, I mean, you're looking at there's probably going to be twenty five hundred athletes.
0: Jeez! I mean,
1: yeah, it's. it's, it's and they're from everywhere i mean and you get you get we got them coming over here from europe right canada i mean everywhere
0: <laughs> and you get certified by the international federation of pickleball is that who you get sanctioned the
1: itpa and also the ppr which is you know the professional pickleball registry and and the international uh teaching so
0: uh uh-huh.
1: yeah both of those
0: oh yeah. So, how does the scoring work, Larry? So, basically, take us through like uh, how that how that kind of goes. You know, so that's
1: probably the most that's probably the most confusing thing for people is is how it's scored. You mm. play, um, usually you play two out of three, a game to eleven, win by two. Okay. Um, but the scoring is just a little bit different because um, you're considered a first server and a second server for each team. So. At the beginning of the game, whoever's serving, the score is zero zero two. For for whatever reason, it just helps with the way the, the, the math happens when during the score it keeps you on the even and odd sides. Okay. So anyway, so when you're the first server for your first team, you you can serve, you know, the entire game as long as you don't lose uh, lose serve by hitting it into the net, hitting the ball out, or they hit a winner on you. Oh gotcha. But when that happens when that happens, then the serve goes to the goes to a side out, which goes to the other team, and now both of them will get to serve. So the first person on their team, uh-huh. it will be zero zero one, the first server, and he will serve until he, they stop scoring, and then the, his partner will then serve zero whatever the score is zero zero two as the second server, and then yeah. he will do the same thing. He can score as, as much as he can. And you only score when you serve. Got it. So once, once both of them have either won or lost their serves, then it will go side out back to the other team. And now everybody's everybody will serve twice every time,
0: Got each it. one of them. Oh, okay. So there's,
1: there's. I mean, when I started, this is the thing. When I started, like there wasn't a YouTube video out there of nothing on how to play pickleball. And now there is how tos and there's drills and yeah. there's pros. It's all over YouTube. You can't you can't type in pickleball and not find anything that you want. So, like when I played, it was just we had to learn on the fly. You know, these two guys were were, were showing us, but now you can just go on to and how to play pickleball, and within five minutes, you you'll be like, okay, that's, I can go I can go play. So even before, if I do a lesson with like a beginner, somebody who's never played, there's a video that I that I particularly like that I send to them. It's only like two or three minutes. And it explains what pickleball is and how it's done before they even get them. So at least they have a concept of what it looks like, you know, what it sounds like. So when they get out there, I don't, it's not like it's something that's completely, you know, brand new and they've never seen it before. So at least they have some kind of idea.
0: Yeah. Oh that helps man. For sure. No, I was checking Absolute. out those. Yeah, I was checking out those videos on YouTube uh, and it's very interesting man. Yeah, it gets competitive and uh, it looks like it's uh I don't want to say easy. I don't want to like you said it's a, it's not a low learning curve. It's a it's not like tennis or you know Well, that's just,
1: the thing. The the, high, the the higher your level goes, the harder and faster and more precise you have to be. For sure. Because it it becomes a chess match. You know, with some mm-hmm. people, it's just bang, bang, bang. But right. when you get into the higher levels, it is so much more than there's a mental chess game that's going on and waiting for that one team to make a mistake to hit the ball too high, to hit it, you know, hit too much of an angle, and then you'd be able to capitalize or, you know, put the ball away or hit somebody with the ball.
0: Yeah. No, I know for sure. I, I forgot who I was watching, man, but it, it was, I think they were, they were pros. They were um, – I don't remember who the video was, but they showed the whole match on the video. And, uh, yeah, these guys were competing, man. They were getting after it. It was pretty cool. And
1: and don't sleep on them ladies. They are freaking fierce. Oh, wow. I mean, we got professional, like I said, professional racquetball and tennis players that have came into the game that have really changed it for men and women. But the women are, they've gotten so much better.
0: That's I mean, they they
1: are amazing to watch. They're just as fun to watch as the men are sometimes. And When they get into the mixed matches where it's a guy and a girl playing Mm. another guy and a girl, it's, it is really, fun to watch
0: right right man that's uh because i you know i i think back i've played badminton before obviously i played ping pong i played uh and tennis i mean maybe a couple times in my life man and so this is uh and then racquetball you know i played, if racquet- you played
1: any if you played any of those say just just ping pong and badminton you would you would pick up pickleball very easily
0: okay yeah. you
1: you you would be ahead of the curve because it's just getting used to the paddle being an extension of your hand and getting used to that. Because most people, when they go from tennis to a pickleball paddle, because it's shorter, they, yeah. they miss a lot, the whiff, yeah, you know. And, like, when I tried to pick up a tennis racket after playing pickleball, I was hitting everything on the that little frame, <laughs>
0: you know. Oh, I, was right. playing, you know?
1: <laughs> and I was like, man, this is horrible.
0: Yeah, yeah, man. And, and, and so as of right now, it's not yet or – I mean, maybe in the future, maybe you see it as a as an Olympic sport. What do you think?
1: We hope so, because right now, um, it's you know they televised some of the the championships already. Um, CBS Sports carried uh, a couple of the uh, U.S. Opens down in Florida, oh. and and televised you know some on ESPN. So I mean, it's it's getting mainstream. So it's you know I, I would hope you know I would see it you know in my time that it finally does hit the Olympics it's being played all over the place. It's being played in Pakistan. It's being played in Japan. It's being played in Canada. I mean, anywhere mm. and everywhere, it's being played.
0: Wow. Hey, where, do you, where do you see the highest, uh, the highest concentration of pickleball being played? Is there one area, one region in the United States that you see? or yeah, that's Florida, known
1: Florida, Florida, California, and Arizona. Oh, really? One because of the, one because of the weather. Right. Um, you know, and the other one because – you know, a lot of retirees are there and you know, they, they, that's what they're playing now. See that the other thing, the reason why pickleball picked up so good with the retirement and the older people and why everybody thinks it's a older person sport or it's just for old people is because there's two things that happen to you when you get old, one, you lose your mental function and the other one you lose your physical function. Well, they found out that people who were doing this in retirement communities when they started pickleball that they started living longer and they're like well why is this well then they started going back and looking at well because one now their mental side is engaged because their strategy to, to it and it's like a chess match and there's so much social activity to it that it gets the mind engaged again then there's the physical side to it, of playing and running you know or and or walking constantly during the game that it got their bodies engaged now so now they have the physical side and the mental side that's engaged and now they're living longer. It's healthier for them
0: Wow! Before they, were just
1: sitting, before they were just sitting there watching TV. So then as you, their kids and grandkids were coming to visit them, they're like, hey, look at me, look at this sport. I can play. You can play it with me. And then that's how it kind of blew up and went everywhere else.
0: Wow. But
1: everybody, it started in retirement communities is kind of where it's originally started from. And then it just caught fire.
0: Yeah. Interesting. So, <laughs> look at that, man. It's um, that, that's nice to hear that. It's nice to hear that. Yeah. It's it's doing um, uh, it's. I mean, there's a health benefit to it uh, for you know senior citizens and, and and the social aspect, the physical, the mental. That's awesome. That's awesome, man.
1: It's and you you ask anybody the so, the social side of this is what's really crazy. Wow. You it, can go to a tennis court where uh-huh. four people are playing, right? And if you show up with your racket and think you're going to get to play with them, that ain't going to happen. But if you go to a pickleball court where four people are playing and you show up with a paddle, Uh they're going to let you work in somehow, some way. I mean, and and the things that we do for each other, I mean, we would give the shirts off our backs. I mean, I have people that call me from from all over the country. They're just driving through hot springs and they're like, hey, man, I saw you on Instagram or Facebook. I'm coming into town. Can I get a game? And I'll set up games for them as they're coming through. It is amazing.
0: Wow! Really? <laughs> That's pretty and cool. Yes, yes. It's and, cool. it's
1: and it's it's so much fun, and the people that you meet. I mean, it's yeah. It is. It's unlike any other sport. I mean, even tennis people Whoa. will tell you that the the social side of this is just completely different and more acceptable mm. than what it is in the tennis community.
0: Very cool, man. Very cool, yeah. And it, this is a really interesting man, and uh, this is something that I, I want to really, really kind of look into and pick up and play, man. This is a, you, you really, dude, you, I'm telling you, are,
1: you are gonna love it, dude. If you get to playing, you're gonna love it. it. It is so much fun, and especially when you get a good group of people that you enjoy being around with. Just in general, uh-huh. it is it really makes it that much more fun because we have a group of guys that we'll just get together and just, you know, we, we talk trash to each other. We try to hit each other. You know, it's just (laughs) all in good fun. We bring a radio out there. we listen to music. I mean, it's, it's it's a good time.
0: And by by the way, Larry, so when you do hit somebody, does that count as a point against you or how does that work in the scoring aspect? Yeah.
1: No, you get, if I get hit, it's the other team's point. If I hit you, it's my
0: point. Oh, okay. Wow. So hitting, uh, so, you want to hit the other player. It's encouraging kind of thing strategically. I mean,
1: it's, it's a it's a wiffle. Yeah, what? and, and it, it's a wiffle ball. It, they're just trying to catch you sleeping or napping. I mean, nobody's uh-huh. going out there intentionally just trying to punish somebody. But when you can hit them with a ball and catch them off guard, mm-hmm. you know, right? you're like, hey, I got you, man. And, but it, everybody gets it done. And it's just a wiffle ball. It's not like it's going to hurt or, you know, cause you to bleed or, yeah. you know, anything like that. It's, it's all in good fun everybody and everybody understands that i mean you'll see young people will get hit by older people and vice versa and they're like <laughs> hey good shot and you just and you just move on you right. know it's not something you're going to get mad about and be fighting over you know like in basketball if you miss a shot and you hit somebody with the basketball they're going to get mad right. but in pickleball you hit somebody with it and they're like okay hopefully it's, i'll get to get you back you know
0: it's part of the but, etiquette there's etiquette there Game Absolutely. sportsmanship and yeah no no i was thinking i mean but there's certain moments where it could be seen as a uh a strategy right? maybe in a certain oh yeah it's part of definitely
1: game, a strategy
0: yeah d- hit somebody and kind of like where you I can, i'm liking it i can liken it to where you're out of you're playing basketball and you're maybe inbounding the ball you yes, inbound yes, it yes. off somebody's back or something yeah uh, you know what i mean or or, or knock it out of yeah. uh out of balance yeah, off the their back or something like that.
1: Yeah, the only etiquette part of it is is you don't hit anybody above the shoulders. Okay. I mean, if you hit somebody around the head or the face, I mean, yes, you you need to apologize and, and
0: gotcha. you know. And
1: hopefully, there's no <laughs> ill will or intent to that. But it, I mean, it does happen on accident. I mean, you can't control everything. But you know, we there are some people, and i I'm, I'm one of them. You know, I, I try to wear eye protection just in case. I've seen balls you know ricochet off of paddles before and hit people in the face or you know or get you in the eye and i mean it it can do some damage but for the most part you there's no intent to hit anybody in the face you know you want to keep everything from the shoulders down
0: yeah you know of course of course you know
1: i I mean i don't mind people walking off the court with little red marks on their calf or their shins where they or their their thighs where they've been hit you know those are all good fun
0: Uh uh-huh you know no of course man yeah it's um Safety is always is so. Is eyewear or goggles? Uh, are they required? They're not required. No,
1: not required. Um, no, I, I don't see hardly anybody wearing goggles. Most people wear, wear like sunglasses or sport, you know, sport clear shades or something like that. Yeah. Uh, just for those, and it's usually because they have either had something happen or they saw something happen. Mm. Um, but I, I foresee, you know, most people are starting to go to that. I mean, you see, you're seeing like, you know, it's like anything else, safety. It you know everybody's safety conscious. Don't want to get hurt for sure. You know, but you know the size of the court is a lot smaller than a tennis court. There's not as much moving when you're playing doubles, so you can stay out there longer, play more games, and have a whole lot more fun.
0: Mm. How young are you seeing players playing now? Are right, starting oh, man,
1: out? Starting out now, I've, I've seen them as young as as four. Really? Yes, and oh. I, I've seen tournaments. I've seen tournaments where kids are playing at nine and ten. Wow.
0: I got to look that up, man. I got my, and my dude, daughters I, coming. Dude, listen
1: to this. I tell you what's more exciting than that. I saw two 90-year-olds play singles against each other. Wow. That was that was it. and the other thing. Yeah, I went to a tournament in Mesa not too just a couple of months ago in Mesa, Arizona, oh. and I saw a guy played that was handicapped his left arm had no function whatsoever Uh and his left leg was in a brace and wouldn't, wouldn't bend either. Mm. But this dude, if you got that ball anywhere near him, that dude could play.
0: Wow. I mean, if
1: he, if if he could get a paddle on it and he wasn't having to run for it, man, he, he was playing. And that's the other thing you can play. They have wheelchair pickleball Wow. and you, you can play in a wheel. You have, they have wheelchair rules and then you can also play with a wheelchair and an able body. So you can do, you know, a mixture like that, or you can just play wheelchair on wheelchair. So, I mean, people, and I've seen people, even at our local YMCA, we got a guy who's out there on a cane, you know, and he's playing with one hand and he's standing in his square. And uh, again, if you get it anywhere near him where he can touch it, he, he can play. Yeah. Wow. And, and and that's that's another thing. These older people, when I first started playing, their, hand, their hand-eye coordination was off the chart. Mm. I was like, how in the hell are these old people <laughs> doing this?
0: Very cool. And then,
1: as you start playing, you get used to it, and then you're like, "Oh, okay." Mm. And man, it is amazing to see some of these people play, and and how athletic they still can be, and how active they are.
0: Definitely, man. That's wait. So, being out here in Southern California, and you're out, out, obviously you're in Arkansas. What are you? Um, any particular courts off the top of your head you could refer me to? Uh, any areas out here that you know off the top of your head? Not off the top of my up.
1: head, but but there's there's an there's an app called Places to Play, and you can get it on your phone. And this is where most people, you know, can, can go. Okay. But you can go in. You can go to Places to Play. Type in your address or your city, and it will give you a list of every court and every place to play that's in your area that is that has got on there and registered as a place to play. Mm. And then it gives you the contact number so you can call them and. Uh, it tells you if it costs any money to play there or if it's free, if it's a public park, if it's an indoor facility, whether it's an outdoor facility. Um, and you can do that all over the all over the place. I got people that, like I said, when they drive through here, they get on places to play. They'll, they'll hit Hot Springs, and there's, there's all of our gyms and locations with all of our contact names and numbers. And they call us and say, hey, we're going to be in there, say, in a month or a couple weeks, and we'll give them our numbers. But, hey, call us when you get close. This is the time and – dates that we play this is the skill level that's playing that day and come
0: on awesome man places to play i'm gonna look that up places to play.
1: yeah and it just an app and you just download
0: it on your phone oh man okay uh, one more one more question before we wrap things up larry I, I wanted to ask you um the oh where could one go and buy paddles all all the gear and uh, uh, dick sporting goods uh, what, where, yeah, so go?
1: of course, of course, Amazon has everything, but you can go to we have our website, which is sportinggoods.com Okay. Uh, that's sportinggoods.com and go to the pickleball section and you can buy stuff there. But most everybody is either on Amazon or in uh, distant, there's pickleball paddles, and you can buy at Dick's, Walmart. Um, Got it. And most everybody, ourselves included, we have. You know, like I said we have everything but the balls, and you can buy everything from a beginner paddle all the way up to the professional level paddles that that the pros are using. So, got it. And and and, and paddles are just like tennis shoes, man. It's all done by personal preference, what you like by touch, feel. Um, you know, of course, aesthetics. How does it look? How does it feel in my hand? So there's all <laughs> kinds of variables. You know, it's not like hey, what? Who has the best and greatest paddle? It's not like that. You just have to go out there put one in your hand, see what it feels like, and be like, okay, either I like it or I don't like it. Can I make it do this or I cannot make it do that? And just kind of go off of that. But Vulcan has a wide variety of paddles from beginner all the way up. And just depending, and you can get them to match what your game is. You know, if you like to just bang and hit the ball hard, you know, then we've got paddles that just you know, have a lot of, you know, rebound to it. If you want to like to finesse and control the ball, then we have one that you know, a little bit softer. You can really feel the ball you know, coming off the paddle.
0: Wow, you know? man. Yeah. Okay, great, man. Great. And what What about, uh, I know you mentioned Vulcan. Any other, um, I don't know if you're allowed to. Uh, <laughs> it would be conflict of interest uh, to mention any other brands out there, of pickleball, yeah, paddles? I mean, we,
1: we, there's, yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. With, with pickleball and the brands, there's, there's really fa- five major players in the pickleball world as far as manufacturers yeah. and good quality paddle makers. And it's not like a cutthroat like it is with, <laughs> with other sporting because we all get along. I mean, I mean, th- th- this is still such a, a ground roots building process because it, it is still kind of relatively new. It's just now just blowing up like it is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we're all kind of been in this together, learning from each other what works, what doesn't work. But, you know, of course, Vulcan, Selkirk, um, Paddle Tech, Gamma, I mean, there's there's tons of people that are making their own paddles now and coming in, and and you have to get your paddles approved through the USAPA, you know, and it has to meet certain criterias and, you know, specifications. But for the most part, um, there's just, you know, five major players out there that are, that are really moving and, and changing the sport. We gotcha. just happen to be one of them.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. (laughs) Vulcan. Yeah. No, man. I I like that, uh, logo, man. Vulcan logo and the, the, the the graphics and the, the aesthetics of everything, man. That's really nice. And
1: yes, they, they have gone above and beyond to, you know, make us look good, feel good and and really put out quality products, man. I couldn't, I couldn't ask for anything better from them.
0: That's awesome.
1: And and it's a local, and it's a local, you know, company here. So that's, that's even better. You know, we get to go right to, I mean, our CEO plays, you know, which is, phenomenal you yeah. know so he's not only was you know he coming from a tennis background in the pickleball but he's he's getting to feel you know to feel touch and see everything that we that we want and, and he can relate okay yeah i see what you're talking about with this why, why you want that right you know so it's not like somebody who's just never played it and just trying to figure out okay well this is what just what people want let's just make it happen no i mean he's actually you know on the ground with us like you know testing so
0: right really really cool Definitely, man. He, and so Vulcan is based in Arkansas. Yes. Oh, okay. And, and manufactured as well, or in Arkansas. Well, we
1: or? we we do some manufacturing here, um, but just like just to meet you know supply and demand, we can't mass produce here. Oh, You I know, see. so our we do have to you know produce you know overseas, but for the most part, everything is um, all of the ideas and everything that we do is is done here first and then shipped out for manufacturing somewhere else.
0: Gotcha, gotcha, man! Wow, this has been. My, I'm blown away, man. I'm definitely. I'm gonna go check this out. I got to play, Dude, man. Dude,
1: you be- you better listen to me like, because when I see you, we're going to play whenever that is. I don't care if we're in wheelchairs <laughs> at the time, but we're gonna go play some <laughs> sometimes. But you know, as much as I get to travel and go out, I'm gonna find me a tournament close to you. Yeah, I'm gonna come out there and check, check you out and, and and go play with you.
0: Absolutely, man. You're welcome out here anytime, Larry. Just let me know, man. You got your house to stay right here, brother. Oh, and, awesome, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, you got your place to stay, man. But I got to get out to Arkansas, too, man. I've never been. I was looking at pictures and stuff, of, uh, the Ozarks. Oh, it's beautiful. And, beautiful. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable, man. I'm like, I'm jealous, man. You got all that. Uh, <laughs> well, that's why it's called well, the really, natural State, right?
1: Well, the other thing is, yeah, like, we don't have that many people that r- really recognize and, and know about us still. You know, even when I was in the Navy, people were like, Arkansas where the hell is Arkansas is that is that is, <laughs> is that where the desert's at I was like no dude that, we don't have desert like For real and they're like what's it by and I'm like Texas and they're like Louisiana I'm like well that too but it's like, they can't place it even on a map I'm like oh my head hurts
0: yeah yeah no no it's and back then we were uh Bill Clinton right he was our president yeah, during the, mid- yeah. the 90s and Little, he's from Little Rock, I think, right or whatever. Yeah,
1: he went to high, his high school is here in my hometown. This is where he grew up in Hot Springs.
0: Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know he was from Hot Springs. Mm-hmm. Did you go to the same high school as Bill Clinton?
1: No, thank God. No, <laughs> he, <laughs> he went. No, um, we have we have five high schools in our town.
0: Oh, okay, Hot Springs. Yeah, man.
1: Yeah.
0: I heard of Hot Springs. So he, he was he was from Hot Springs. He, he is from Hot Springs.
1: Yes. I didn't, I didn't his know childhood that. Home, His childhood home is like probably five or six miles from my
0: house. Interesting, interesting. So, then there's five high schools in Hot Springs.
1: hmm What's now, the population? We have, we have two large high schools, and the rest of them are just smaller uh, classifications. But the, we, we're we a town, um, you know, we, of course, we have uh, gambling and, and racetrack, horse racing here. So in the horse racing season – which is would which would be nat- naturally going on now, if it wasn't for this Corona, um, yeah. we would ra- be right around sixty five thousand. But right now, with with the racing season gone and just our natural population, we're about a town of forty five to fifty thousand.
0: Oh, okay, wow. And there's five high schools there, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, well yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, okay.
1: Well, I mean that's and that's just in our that's that's fifty thousand in our city. With if you ca- count our county, which is where all the five high schools are at, we're gotcha. you know we're pushing. You know, it's, it's a little bit larger than that, but it's very spread out.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Wow, Larry, man. This has been a, a, an awesome experience, man. Learned so much. I learned so much about pickleball, man, and yes. definitely hope all the people out there can get out there and, and, and join the fun, man. Join the fun.
1: Yes. Hey, hit us up on, the, on Instagram, uh, Vulcan Pickleball. Uh, you can hit me up uh, on Instagram, Facebook, Larry Patrick. Uh, and uh Man, I hope I hope I get to see you know a lot of your fans out there and see them on the courts and shit. so come up and say hello. But uh, big Sal, it's been a pleasure, my man.
0: No doubt, man. No, thank you, man. Thank you for taking the time We're coming on, and uh, you're always welcome back, man. Maybe we we'll do a random show. Where we just come back on. We'll shoot the shoot the breeze and uh, talk about the good old days again, man. Or yeah, whatever. maybe next
1: time I'll uh, I'll try to get you uh get you on with my CEO and let him talk to some business and uh some pickleball with you oh that'd he be awesome yeah he love it
0: oh yeah man well yeah we'll talk about that we'll we'll, we'll make that happen for sure man Yeah, he,
1: he can tell you how it all came about and what he did to, to start i mean if you want a, a small business model you know and, and the things that he has done with his with his life and his career and where he's at man it's it's a good story
0: wow definitely man yeah we'll talk about that for sure for sure, man. All right, buddy. Well, thank you for being here, Larry. I appreciate it, ladies and gentlemen. Larry Patrick, pickleball player extraordinaire, and uh, th- you know it's been a pleasure having him here. Want to thank you for tuning in, wherever you're tuning in from. Again, it's 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 uh, it's always exciting to have you here. So, um, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast at Nineties Galore uh, on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Drop me a, a line. Uh, give me a review. Tell me how much you love this show. You always you always got to tell me that. I love getting that feedback. Uh, follow me on Instagram, at 90s underscore galore, or on Twitter, at 90s galore. Say hi, drop me a line, follow me, and um, I'm going to continue to bring good content, man. Bringing guys uh, on like Larry, uh, you know, is always a good thing. So, for Larry Patrick, I'm Andy Zaldivar, and uh, we'll see you next time. It's been a pleasure. Thanks again, Larry.
1: Hey, appreciate it, man. Have a good night.
0: You too. You too. And and always remember to take it easy.